week one NFL in the books, week one college football in the books. Like I guess I'd say big, big time college football, right? Wake Forest, Clemson kind of capping off the weekend. Uh, it's nice. It's nice to have sports back in the way that we have always kind of felt them, even though fans aren't in the in the stands there. Uh, we saw a college football there were some fans, which was kind of cool to see. But I'm um, hoping everyone's still doing well. Uh, we took a week off there for some vacation. I was uh, I was out. Taylor was out as well. So uh, happy to be back this week. Uh, I want to start off with a couple announcements. So the Atlanta startup battle um, that's going on, I believe right now. So they've got some signups and um, going on. So hundred thousand um, dollars for the winner. So your applications are going today. So check that out. Go to atlantastartupbattle.com. Um, as well as uh, Cox Enterprises Social Impact. Uh, they've got an accelerator that's being powered by Techstars. So this program leverages innovative startups to drive community impact, focusing on environmental sustainability and social entrepreneurship in 2021. Um, this program is going to run virtually, but they are taking applications now that will be out of Atlanta, obviously with, with Techstars. But again, uh, they are taking applications now. So check that out as well. Um, so we've got some really cool stories for you, three like kind of regular stories, uh, products of the week, and then one funding round. Uh, so we'll get into today's seat talk. So the first story we have for you today is, um, I, I think some pretty cool news, right? So everything within COVID, I think everything from a social perspective, we've understood some of the um, limitations that have been going on within tech and especially like the connection with, um, I guess you can just say just the black community, right? So <clears throat> this is pretty cool because three Atlanta-based gaming companies have joined forces with Twitch to launch the first ever HBCU eSports League. Uh, it's cool because it's out of Atlanta, right? Always got a shout out. Um, so Game Breaks Community and Access Replay have secured a deal with the leading streaming platform, again, Twitch, to support HBCUs to build esports programs within an organized electronic sports league. So the mission here is to build community competition and career pathways in collegiate gaming. Taylor, what do you think about this one? I think it's a good story. Um, really allows for, I guess, br- bringing in a more diverse crowd of, uh, of students into HBCUs. And what I mean by that, obviously not just, not just from a nationality standpoint or a racial standpoint, but for the type of students that you're trying to attract, uh, to that, that are really interested in this side and don't see a lot of opportunities when it comes to esports and gaming, because it's a huge market at the moment. And, uh, from developing, from understanding from a marketing standpoint and, being able to put yourself into that arena, uh, this really gives a, a good jump start to a lot of these kids out here. And so from an HPU standpoint, it's uh, really nice because you're going to see a lot more, I, I think, an influx of kids that will apply to these schools because you want to get into esports. And I don't, I don't know how many other major colleges out there uh, in the college sphere, you know, so HBCUs has this lane. So you have other colleges. I don't know what, 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 uh, what the number is that are currently offer, but, um, you should see an influx of people that will come to HBCUs in hopes of going down this career path. So I think it's a really good opportunity. And I think it's, it's, it's a good partnership to start off with. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting that you kind of noted that, right? So <clears throat> there's currently today 200-plus universities in North America that have varsity esports teams or esports clubs. And within the HBCU uh, stratosphere, only Morehouse College – shout out Morehouse um, – is the only HBCU in the country with an esports club associated um, – with them right now. So um, I, this is pretty big news. I mean, obviously we know where esports is going so much money. <clears throat> I feel like the past three or four weeks of funding rounds that we've talked about, it's really been focused within the esports, um, you know, kind of, kind of vector or vertical there. So it's been, um, yeah, this is, this is awesome. I think it's great to see uh, those within Atlanta access replay there. Um, I know uh, a group that I work with, uh, Beyond the Game Network, has worked with them. Um, M. Cole Jones, who's the executive chairman of Game Breaks, I believe he also has a um, uh, a fund also that that he runs. Uh, you know, kind of putting this all together, which is just it's again, it's it's making sure that the same opportunities are there for these you know universities that specifically don't get a ton of funding, right? They don't have these like huge endowments. They don't have a ton of big time partnerships and, and sponsorships. So to get something like this done, I, th I think is, is major. And to your point, as you kind of talked about there, um, the, the, it, it allows for, that's one thing with sports. I think that I've always talked about, right? Sports enable you to be able to go see things or do things that you wouldn't typically do. And this, I think will help HBCUs in that perspective, mm -hmm. uh, kind of in both ways, right. To be able to get out and do different things, but also for people to come in to their, to HBCU environments and to be able to understand those type of things, whenever the world kind of opens up, hopefully. So um, yeah. I think this is awesome. And, and again, shout out uh, <clears throat> to them for, for creating this. Yeah, if you're a white person, you're like, I don't know if I can go to HBCU. Listen real quick. Listen. There was a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old kid that was crying on his dad's shoulders because he came in second place. But his dad didn't care. You know why? Because he just won 500. It was like 300000 or $500,000. I, I thought it was $5 million. It was $5 million. I, my numbers are way. Regardless, yeah. it was a substantial amount of money, substantial amount of money that the dad was like, "Hey, son, it's okay. This is what you you'll go get them next time, while you're bringing in buku money. So go empower yourself. Get that, get that culture. Get that, get that vibe in you. Get that wild lay, that two chains that you're gonna be feeling around there from the HBCU, but a great education at the same time. I'm just telling you from the from the going out standpoint, Sterling. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It's a good vibe. It's a great vibe out there on campus. It's and then vibe. you'll have the opportunity to excel uh, in esports because the it, the market is booming when it comes to that. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so our second story here, I feel like we've had a ton of baseball stories. Not, I'm, I'm, I know we're in baseball season, or kind of supposed to be towards the end of baseball season. Are right we now, in baseball season? It is doesn't it feel like it. It's so weird because games will, you know, like they, because of the fires today, right? So the Mariners and Giants had to postpone play. It just, it feels like every day we have something going on, but some, some late breaking news as far as baseball goes, not that we're like a sports show here, sports sports type show, but uh, they are going to bubble for the playoffs, which I think is interesting because it's not like a true bubble site. They're using different satellite sites to be able to host the games. And they're on the <laughs> West Coast in the Midwest. Nothing here on the East Coast. And then there's fires, but then they also want to have fans. So it's like, that's not a bubble. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. If you really wanted a good bubble that was economical, it should have been in Atlanta. One of one of the sites should have been in Atlanta. I don't know. Why. Honestly, Actually, the South is so built. I've said that the South and Texas are so built for everything that we've gone through here over the past six months, which is crazy to say. But like, 
from baseball to football to basketball, like the amount of colleges and hotels and things that are there within Atlanta's a great part of that. Dallas, Houston could definitely do it. Obviously, Tampa could have done it as well. Like, there's just so many places that could have housed a lot of this yeah. stuff. And um, yeah, after you said, after I said that, I I realized I was dumb because the numbers are spiking in Georgia. I don't know well, no, right but now, of course, but of course, but they're spiking in Florida op- too, right? Yeah. So from an optic standpoint, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, you had you just had to eliminate them. Couldn't use them. So I I guess I get it from that standpoint. But like you're saying, the infrastructure perfectly. Yeah. Great. Um, so yeah, this story is, um, centered around, uh, renowned biomechanics coaches, uh, Tom house and Jason Goldsmith. So they've collaborated to create a new training app called, uh, mustard. So <clears throat> the training app harnesses. Is it on a D, Hope? Was that, we don't, was that we don't need a DJ mustard drop. As we was that too that. delayed? It was a little delayed. Mustard on the beat. Mustard on the beat. I love, I, I, when I hear that beat. Oh, I know there's going to be some twerking in this house. Oh, it's going to be fire. When DJ Mustard jumps on, it's going to be fire. But it was, it, the, the drop was late there. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can proceed. Um, so, yeah, so the new training app harnesses a smartphone's camera and the collective coaching wisdom of these two industry leaders. Uh, so, the, really to be able to guide the development of young athletes um, to and giving them access to elite coaching, which I think is super cool. Um, Taylor, what'd you think about this one? Uh, you're going to have a lot of angry parents at the end of the year when they said, My baby was supposed to get better and my baby didn't get better. I want my money back, although it is free because it's in beta testing at the moment. The beta version has been released of Mustard, so you can get it for free. But people are still going to be complaining because your kid, at the end of the day, is not going to be good. But I do love that you can get um, elite instruction and you're using your smartphone. And from there, you're going to be able to break down analytics, get your swing right, uh, get your mechanics right. And then you're obviously having a professional level um, critiquing going on. So, um it all it really all comes down to the parents, and then I I don't I don't have much hope out there right now because when it comes to hard data that you see in your face, a lot of people just don't want to believe it. You like it, the numbers are saying this, so why are you saying and trying to tell him or her to do that? Doesn't make sense. So I like, but I think product. that should this should help because I do and I actually do like this about the app, right? So it, you. The parents or the coach or the athlete, right, have to upload a video taken, and you can do it from any angle, right? So take a video, like, you know, you, you're on flat ground, you're on a mound or whatever. You, you take an angle of the video. They then will assess the throwing motion using 11 variables. So timing, uh, sequencing, balance, posture, stride momentum, release point, et cetera, right, to be able to then run a regression – analytical model to then capture what analytics they need to, to do. Right. And then c- taking into consideration the athletes like size or age, and then giving them corrective exercises. So it, it to your point, it's gotta be the parents have to buy in, the coaches have to buy in. Right. But these are two people that have been at the top of this uh, profession for so long. Right. If you're signing up for this app, and you're getting this feedback, you shouldn't be trying to impart your own knowledge to it because they're getting, they're looking at the video saying, all right, like I, I see exactly what you need here. Here's a couple of things you can go do. And then 
to your point, parents shouldn't be trying to like come in and say things. I, I, I saw something on that on Twitter actually, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this this person was like, I, I want kids to to say yes sir, yes sir, no sir to coaches, even when they think that they're wrong. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, all right, but if if a coach, if I'm 12 and I've been going to like private instruction, and a coach tells me something and I know it's wrong. Sure, you could say yes, sir, right, and be like, "All right, I'm going to do that." But then the next, another tweet after that was like, "Then you tell the coach, like, oh, well, what you just told me hurt me, so I can't do that anymore." And I was like, eh. "Or you could just be like, hey, like, I've actually been taught not to do that, so you know, I'm going to do it this way. And if you want to talk to my father or my my side coach, so you can do that." I think it's no, also it's like okay. being transparent. I've been, I've been around the game for 25 years, but you go, you 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 go listen to somebody on some app. It's okay. <laughs> Listen to somebody on some app. I'm sitting here in your face all day, every day, looking at your swing. But no, so it's all right. Go, go do, go do you, go do you, go do you. Don't have your parents come to me when you bat ninth. But go do you, go do you. Meanwhile, that kid's hitting like 450. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's that's just what I think is going to end up happening. It's going to be uh, the personal opinions come out. But like you said, you just have to, you, as the parent or as the coach, just buy in. Listen to people that have the expertise. It just seems that's a very hard concept nowadays. So that's the yeah. only thing that I have concern for. But I, I love the product. And again, this one's awesome. Um, again, shout out to Tom House and Jason Goldsmith. Uh, like you said there, like Taylor said, Mustard is out now. The beta version uh, was released, I believe, last Friday, and it is free at the moment. This was a tough time to come out with products that's saying that you're an expert in something and you have analytical data to back up, back up what you're saying because people don't want to trust data or experts apparently nowadays. That was a, uh, that was a, that was a political joke there, but okay. This uh, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about sports. Talking, talking sports. <laughs> um, this one I found interesting. This has popped up a few times over the past few years <clears throat> as far as like an athlete type uh, investment platform. So PJ Washington of the Charlotte Hornets, uh, just signed on as the first um, pro athlete to partner with the sports team investment platform, Sports BLX. He's issuing 100,000 shares of a corporation he plans to use for future investments. Um, so uh, these are always interesting, right? Because you can either invest, you can like buy shares of like PJ Washington's future investments, right? Or his corporation that's going to be having future investments. Or you can, some people will put up, um, I've seen this with like minor league baseball players, right? They're saying, hey, you can have a percentage of my future earnings if you put down X amount of money now, right? So there's different ways you could do this. Uh, but there, there's always been this idea that there could be a athlete type of investment platform. Um, it's never really like taken off. I remember like when fantasy football was like big, when the league was big in like 2010, 2011, um, <clears throat> who was the Texans running back Arians? Yeah. Um, Arian Foster. Foster. So he, I remember had partnered with someone for more like a stock, ex- like an athlete stock exchange that ended up kind of like, I don't say fizzled out. I think it's still like around, but like kind of similar, right. We're just like, did it do the same thing? So this is interesting. It's interesting because you have different ways, different assets that you could kind of invest in to see like if they're going to take off or if you can kind of get a percentage of it. So I will say something before you kind of chime in. Investors are entitled, 
interesting word, to an annual 5% preferred stock dividend, as well as a split of a potential upside from the corporation's operations, which can include non-exclusive branding, wealth management advisory, strategic investments, data analytics, and consulting. Taylor, what do you think about this? So this is really interesting. Uh, I don't know if um, this will take people back a little bit, but uh, they might not be familiar with the initiative that was done by, at the time, one of the biggest artists in the world, and that was David Bowie. David Bowie created essentially his own, this is a similar platform where you invest in David Bowie as David Bowie grows, your investment within David Bowie grows bigger, but it was more like a David Bowie dollar, something, something similar to that. So you were tied, David Bowie goes, you go, your investment goes, and it grows. So whenever I, when the first time I came across that, I thought, why haven't more athletes, entertainers done the same thing? Because it is a hard structure because you have to anticipate that you're going to have meteoric growth, growth like Kevin Hart has. So say Kevin Hart comes out at the, at the beginning of his, uh, you know, improv comedy seller days and says, you can buy in now, um, similar structure. And as he grows, you know, your investment grows. The only concern I have with this it doesn't seem like you're going to have a plus or minus if you're giving a $100 flat share. Obviously, you have the dividend and the 5%, but if it's a $100 flat share off of what the company's offering for the 100 shares that are out there, where is the potential growth for people? Or where where where's the benefit for people if you're getting in getting in now, you know what I mean? Instead of does instead that of waiting, you're saying, excuse me, instead of waiting for it to like take off is that what you're asking? Not waiting for it to take off, but why isn't the market a little bit more open to jump in instead of it, everybody being able to come in at the same rate of a hundred dollars? I mean, it is a hundred, it's a hundred thousand shares, but whatever. Uh, I think for that standpoint, it's a little, it's a little different, but I do like the aspect of being in, being able to get in line. It's basically being in a mutual fund. I think um, the PJ, I was going to say PJ Tucker, cause rockets the pj washington mutual fund essentially and then riding the wave of what they're doing and then hoping that what his business success goes you'll you'll have the same thing but i i'm hoping for a if you've never if you've never read about it read about david bowie and what he tried to do and it was solely off of him uh but i like where this is going yeah i mean i think it's um i i think it's interesting to your point there's no kind of value set. So there's no typically right with like a <clears throat> Facebook IPO, right? There's something, a, there's a market precedent. There's also, um, you know, a, a, a fluid system of like how that goes to market. Right. That is, so I think, I think that's got, that was kind of your question about like how they came up with like a hundred dollars per share. Right? Uh, right. That you could buy into. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's, that's gotta be, I mean, I'm sure as they roll this out, I, I think one, you want to create value for it. You wouldn't want to put it at like $5 just cause it's, no offense to PJ Washington. It's like, I think he's good, but he's not like a, he's not a perennial all-star or anything. Right. So right. Um, it's definitely interesting. I, I just wonder, um, there was one thing I did kind of notice. It was actually on their website where it said, in the case of a team, an owner agrees to sell a percentage of the equity. I was like, huh. I think that's interesting to your point from like a mutual kind of perspective, right? A mutual fund perspective. Um but yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm one of those where to Taylor, to your point, but there, if there's not a ton of transparency, right? Like what is PJ Washington's corporation going to be like 
getting into, right? Right. Like, you're basically like, just throwing a hundred dollars blindly off of the name, and the right. name's not big enough. Like, a, like Bowie. Right. I hate to keep going back, but that was the first thing I remember reading about. So, what am I no, actually I mean, getting into? I think it's interesting, but I think hopefully the the idea is there in principle, right? So you hope as it kind of grows, you get more people involved into it, especially if you get something where like an owner is there and a, a team is there where you can grab a percentage of the equity of it. Like that's incredibly exciting, right? To be able to do um, and to be able to kind of say you're a part of and like have into like your own sports portfolio right so um i i think the idea is there to your point i think the the as they roll this out there's going to be some similarityness right or some intrepidation of just like do i want to do i want to pay a hundred dollars for what i what pj washington might do off of the field um which is which is tough yeah so just to wrap up because i had to just kind of refresh myself a little bit they were called bowie bonds and um Basically, you you were buying in to he was trying to garner enough money or gather enough money so that he could buy his 25 records, 25 mm-hmm. albums, sorry. And then so from those albums, thus comes your generated income off of stream plays um, and obviously the uh, accumulated wealth that comes off of all of those songs. So there's a there's a, some things that went into it, obviously, of why it failed. But but that. I think would be the route that somebody would need to go. Cause you know, clearly what you're getting into. And then from there, you're like, I know this will grow. So if, if I mean, the perfect example is if Kanye came off, if, if as he's trying to buy his Sony, um, you know, his rights to his music, his, his masters, if Kanye came out and said, but this was 2010 and bought his masters and then said, you can buy into all of my records. I, I think that's a no brainer. I, uh, if, if it was like $500 and you say you're, you're looking at a 10 year return, uh, maturity, I think you would, I think you would do that. So I like where this is going. I really do just have to see what, um, what they really do for transparency, like you were saying for the investor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And again, that's uh, Sport BLX um, on the investment platform. So the product of the week, I always find something that's like golf related and it just happens. Um, did I tell you about my 18th recently? Did I tell you what happened? You did, but let, let, let the folks know. Uh, I was playing out in, um, on vacation um i was uh hey i i played golf with a couple friends that i know and you know we had been leading up you know you're talking in the group chat you know talking i'm a fairly competitive person so i like to talk a little bit larger than my golf game actually is um and i played terrible off the front nine i got there late my first two tee shots probably went five feet total um so it was good but then I started to like slowly kind of warm up. I think the fourth hole is when my first shot kind of hit and my buddy was like, there you go. And I was like, yeah, I felt, I felt okay. Then I started to really kind of get going like on the turn. I, bur- I, I part the first two kind of leading off. I hit like a 45 foot par putt, like stuff like that. Just that things are starting to roll. Next thing you know, we look up. I was, um, I'd, I'd had a couple of drinks at this point and, um, 
next thing you know, we're on 118, and I believe I was up a stroke. I forget if we were playing skins or not, but I think because I'm up, I think I'm up a stroke on like on both uh, on on the two closest people. Our other buddy did not play well at all, and uh, when I say didn't play well at all, <clears throat> there was a um, like an airfield like on the back nine, so to our left for most of it. So like four mm-hmm. of his tee shots like went towards the went towards the airport. Like mm. over the fence towards planes. Alert the FAA. <laughs> but I step up. My buddy kind of like starts talking a little bit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take out driver here. It's a par five. Got a chance to go win against all my friends here. And I absolutely duff the 18th uh, drive. And then because I'd taken a, um, my second drive earlier, <clears throat> I had to play it. So then I tried to hit like a, a three iron, which is a pretty good club for me just because it's like a little longer and I could just kind of get through it. And I just did not hit that well. Next thing you know, I'm laying like way back They're They're already up there. This is my third shot. And then mm. I chunk it and then it just, just fell apart there. It just fell apart in the 18th. Just, it's the worst feeling when like you figure it out. Not, not that I figured out my game, but I started to play better. Um, after a really slow start, and then you got a chance to do some things in the back nine and just didn't do it. So it's tough one. So basically what you're saying is you, you need a little bit of this down line that you should have been able to work out with prior to getting on. You, you wouldn't have had these struggles because you could have figured it out where your ball location and everything was going. Yeah, so I actually did like this. So one of the reasons I, I did pull this, so this is Live View Golf, was because essentially they have a really cool like camera alignment to help you really understand your positioning and your swing. So a lot of people, like when you're trying to like record yourself, right, you can do it and then you do it with like an iPhone or something like that. So they have their own um, really platform and, and like camera system, right, that enables it to watch you swing and then give you immediate like feedback with like kind of like that what you see on CBS or TBS uh, during the broadcast. So you really like get to like the visuals of like the the – as Taylor just called it like that, that down line. Right. So you're able to like, see what the path is of your, of your club also of your, like your posture. So I thought it was super cool. I think it's also like an amazing, um, like, like training platform, especially for those that, you know, of us that, that aren't able to, um, consistently stay within the right posture to hit the ball. So, um, shout out again to, um, it's a live you golf here. Um, and you know, I, I encourage everyone to go check them out. So we've only got one funding round we want to highlight uh, this week. So this is, again, we've had a ton of these where it's just like tons of gaming companies. But um, Danish Educational Esports Platform Gamer Class raised a $1 million financing round led by Copenhagen-based Venture Capital Fund. Bumble Ventures. Uh, Gamer Class was founded in 2018. They previously secured a 150,000 investment for a 6% stake in the company from a seed stage accelerator, 500 startups, and became a uh, part of the accelerator's 26 batch of startups in February 2020. Uh, so shout out to them. Wanted to highlight that. Uh, again, not a ton of it, funding rounds have kind of slowed down, not, not to say that that's across all of tech. I mean, we all know tech. Uh, stocks were down here for a couple weeks here, but um, I expect um, more and more funding to kind of get back into uh, the sports tech environment here here soon. So um, that's our stories for the week. 
I'm Steve Mac. That's T Mac over there on IG. Uh, definitely follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and also find C Talk and Sports Tech Atlanta uh, and subscribe and listen.